Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Nate. And I'm Mike. What are we smoking today, Mike? We are going to smoke an Oliva Series G Boxed Pressed Robusto Cameroon. This is the Cameroon or is this the... This is the Cameroon. Next okay. time around, we're going to smoke the Maduro of exactly the same shape and size. Got it. That's a Got theme it. on this show for those who yes. haven't noticed it yet. <laughs> oh, yes. I made a mistake on my notes. Oh, no. Mistakes must be punished yes. until morale improves <laughs> and all that. Yes. Beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> <laughs> you have to spank us. Yes, me too. Me too. Me too. Yep. So. Naughty, naughty zoot lighting the grail tape beacon again. <laughs> These are uh, a little bit smaller, uh, which I like. I'm excited. Yep. Yep. That should be good. Very boxy. Very boxy. I like the box press. Yep. Yep. I like the rectangle press we did. That was pretty good, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good start, I think. Not as smooth as the the punch start. No, it's uh, lighter, but it's got a little bit more bite. Yeah, it's got at a the same more time. bite. So Mike has been promising another fight on the podcast here for our topic of this episode. Yes, we are going to talk about the political compass. Uh, for those of you, uh, we're going to do a little background on the uh, political compass test. There's a number of them. But this is, we used a very old school one. It's been yeah. around for 20 years or so, and... For those of you who are listening who want to do it, it is politicalcompass.org. Uh, it only takes maybe half an hour, maybe less. Yeah, it took way less. Yeah, right? it, if you it, read the instructions, it says don't put too much thought into each of these. You know, just kind of go with your gut. Yeah, it's a pretty quick most answer. Most of them. And I felt like even though it's an older test, they've updated their questions because they did have a question about should children take hormone blockers and things like that. Yes. So it covers kind of everything. It covers faith and... Politics, politics, uh, economics, economics, uh, and they, uh, it's very old school design website. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not pretty. It's from like 2003. Right. But, uh, they have 2023 election results for different countries and, yeah. uh, it's, it's an interesting, uh, quiz. This is the first one I've ever taken back in the day. Because uh, it's been yeah, around for yeah. so long. Yep. And I think it's a good standardized test for everybody to kind of see where they're at versus where politicians are at. Yeah. I looked on their website. They used to have modern political figures on the compass test. And okay. I didn't see that on this one. Okay. Uh, which was kind of disappointing. Yeah. But that's okay, you know? Yeah. Uh, yep. Maybe they got a little heat for where they had people placed. Maybe. Uh, could be. Uh, you know, the results might shock you uh, as to where you are. Uh, maybe, yeah. I don't. I can't say that I was overly shocked by my results. I was not shocked. I've taken the test before, and I've floated in the same area. Yeah, for pretty much. I feel well, like stable. I've stable. I've stabilized. Yeah. I feel like when I was younger, I was equidistant, but on the other side of the. Uh, is this the y-axis? Up and down? The up and down is the Y, and that's the authoritarian versus libertarian scale. Oh, I meant like um, to left versus right. I think I was equidistant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The left yeah, versus yeah. right is uh, like economics, basically. Yeah. Uh, and the up or down is the authoritarian versus uh, libertarian. libertarian. So I would say that definitely you were probably... I saw, I I, sne- I snuck a peek. Yes. And I'm going to guess that you were down in the right lower right corner uh, closer to where the modern libertarian American party uh, is. Earlier, mm-hmm. when I took it previously. Mm-hmm. This time, it's a little different. Yes. Which we'll get into a little bit later. We will. We will. Like you said, it's maybe maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, it kind of depends. I mean, if you're not... If, if you're not up to speed on some of the certain current-ish events, 
You know, I mean, it wasn't asking, you know, are you taking Palestine's side or, you know, Gaza's side or Israel's side or Hamas's side or... No, but it does have like questions that. like, do you value religion in your child's education? Oh, yes. It does have questions like that. But they're not necessarily topical what's currently going on in the news questions. They're questions that you can answer based on your feelings and then should apply to most circumstances that arise. Yes. So it's not, it's not, they're not topical questions. They're more deep rooted questions, but they're not complicated questions, you know? So if you're not, but if you're not familiar with some of the terminology, you might have to like stop and look something up or like, there's a, a question or two where I was kind of like, how do I feel about this? You know, but most of them were just kind of like, Click, 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 but... Right, and there's agree, strongly agree, and then disagree, yeah. and strongly disagree. Yeah, and there's uh Is there a neutral? I think there's a neutral. No, there was no, no there neutral, neutral online. There used to be a neutral. But there's like six pages of questions. Yeah. So Yeah, there's maybe 60 like, questions or yeah, 50 questions, yeah, yeah. something like that. There's not a, an insane amount of questions, but there's a few pages of them. No, and you can do it on your smartphone. Yep. Um, so as background reference, uh, countries they have on here. Okay. Uh, so... In the right-wing, slightly libertarian corner, they have Uruguay and Switzerland. Yeah. Which in America, we would consider Switzerland to be a liberal country. Yeah. But on this compass test, it's right because of the economic freedoms, because Switzerland has a lot. It's a very free market-based economy yeah. that has a social structure or like a so social safety net, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. But that's not necessarily... On this test, that doesn't necessarily make it left-wing. Yeah, you know it's I mean? not so much conservative versus liberal. Yeah, in the American context. In the American context of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other interesting thing about some of these charts is that the results, when people quantify these things, the results aren't generally what you would expect. So I had an instance where I was talking with somebody and they were uh, basically saying how liberal and far left-wing NPR was. And there's another site for news media sources, and it will put them on the spectrum of, you know, left wing, right wing. Mm -hmm. And on the very, very ends of both sides are like the quasi-terroristic, you know, yeah. militants. And NPR was like just a, a hair left of center, which in my mind I would consider kind of centrist. <laughs> yeah, it is centrist. You know, but you've got people that watch the other news outlets that are on the far right, and they think that NPR is far left, which from where they are, yes, it is far left. Yes. But on the grand spectrum, it is not far left. No. So uh, they don't have the United States on this chart or the political parties. Okay. But in the past, the Democrats have been slightly to the left, like one point to the left. Yep. And also one or two points to the authoritarian side. Yep. And the, the Republicans have been like four points to the authoritarian side and like over here in this corner, like eight points, seven points to the right. Yeah. Because our our Republican Party is pretty authoritarian. Yep. And pretty right wing by comparison to yep. the entire spectrum of political thought. Yeah. Right. But I think the, the problem is that both the Democrats and Republicans are on the authoritarian mm -hmm. side of things. And we really need some other people that are not. They are. In my opinion. They are. So Switzerland is only two points to the libertarian side on yep. this uh, chart. Okay. At Switzerland, when we think of Switzerland, we think lefty loonies. Yeah. So now you can get an idea of where it's going to place everything. Yeah. So North Korea is as far to the left and as far to the authoritarian as you can get in the corner. Yeah. So they're nine or ten and ten or nine and a half and nine and a half. Yeah. Because they are very controlled economically. Yeah. And they are also obviously 
extremely controlled uh, mm-hmm. socially. Communist China is a nine on the authoritarian scale and a two on the left politics. Okay. Because they are a freer economy than North Korea, but they have a lot of government control. Yeah. I mean, Uh, it doesn't take much to be freer than North Korea. No. No, it doesn't. We'll call it what it is. Yeah. And then Saudi Arabia and Singapore are both up up and to the right. So they're both authoritarian, but they also have very, quote unquote, free markets. Yeah. Singapore is notoriously... uh, one of the freest economies in the world, but they yeah. also have a horrific uh, authoritarian dictatorship that will throw you in prison mm-hmm. for chewing gum on the street. Uh, yeah. You know, so but boy, do their streets look nice. Yeah, and they their streets <laughs> look great. Yeah, that's just a little back context. Yep. of where everybody is, and then of course on this chart they have the uh, left authoritarian, the right authoritarian. Which are basically our two political parties, even though our left wing party is more centrist. Yeah. And then they have left libertarian, which has no political representation in the United States. And the libertarian right, which would be the libertarian party in the United States would be libertarian right. Yeah. Uh, the Green Party would be probably centrist and to the left because they're not libertarian by any means. Yeah. Uh, they they still want some government control on uh, people. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, like the Christian nationalist movement would be authoritarian, right? Yeah. Uh, things like that. Yeah. Where where do you think you'd put Osama bin Laden? Mm-hmm. There? Authoritarian, <laughs> authoritarian right. Yes. Uh, for sure. And then back in the day, they had political characters. And Gandhi was libertarian left. And they had Stalin as authoritarian left. And yeah. Mao and those guys. And okay. they had Hitler as authoritarian right. Yep. You know, and... Um, Things like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think they had, uh, oh, no, I can't remember his name. Uh, Pol Pot was uh, authoritarian centrist, okay. believe it or not. Okay. Yeah, like these major political figures. Yeah. And uh, they had, I think they had, uh, no, I can't believe it, skipped my mind. Abraham Lincoln was uh, libertarian, right? Okay. Because he was, uh, yeah, I mean, he's not like a left-wing character, really. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, Even though he he had some authoritarian tendencies, I guess, because of the circumstances that arose, but he tried to do them in a non-authoritarian way. Yes. Initially, he, I guess. He, uh, yeah, politically, he had a tough uh, time, as we yeah, all know. Yeah. Uh, so, it's very interesting. Now, I'll start off with my score. Okay. I'm going to go... <laughs> We have our first ash drop. And, and it wasn't oh by Mike this time. It wasn't by me this time. That's okay. That's why we have the uh, cover on the table and we can just wash it. Yes. Uh, and we have a, a clothes washing machine. A uh, clothes washing machine? <laughs> I know, right? We didn't talk about that on the devices. Mm-hmm. I also didn't talk about I have a little Sunjo dustbuster thing. Uh, it's uh, quite nice. Oh, yeah. I have a, a Sunjo yeah. uh, pressure washer that's pretty kick-ass. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. So we can start her off. And there's a 10-point scale in, uh, to either side, the libertarian or uh, left-right, and then libertarian-authoritarian. Yep. So on the left-right, I am negative 5.75 left. Yep. Which is pretty left by comparison yep. to all political parties in the United States. Yes. You commie bastard. Yes. I'm not, well, not really. Commies are authoritarian. I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm fucking with you. Yeah, I know. All right. All right so, so we're just doing left-right? We're going to do left-right first. Okay. My left is negative 1.38. Mm. So fairly, I don't know. I mean, I would call it fairly centrist, but. It's center-left. Center-left. Center yeah. Not as far. No, into, you're about. You're about. Field as, as Mike. Right. You're about as left as the Democratic Party would be. Yeah. Um. Which is pretty standard American politics fair. Yeah. And I am farther left than... Uh, yep. Yeah. I'm a man with no party. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yet. 
Yet. Uh, so social libertarian score, I am a negative 4.67, which yeah. puts me about four and a half on the libertarian side of the okay. authoritarian libertarian. Level. I am a negative 6.97. So almost a full seven points down. Yeah. So <laughs> you are much more libertarian than I am. <laughs> And I wonder, which we'll talk about, probably should talk about some policies. We could go through the quiz itself and discuss. I mean, we could, yeah. It's not a big deal. Um, I don't know. Did did any of those results surprise you, Mike? Not really. Not really. I thought maybe, Um, uh, well, I didn't think you were going to be on the right. You would have been, for sure, uh, before. Oh, yeah. Undoubtedly. And I've actually moved farther to the right myself. Because I'm pretty sure I used to be farther to left. Yeah. Yeah, than I am now. Yeah, I know in like high school, it would have been probably, I would have been a lot further right and maybe even more authoritarian based on the household I grew up in. Possibly so, yeah. I've always been fairly libertarian. I might have become less libertarian. Yeah. Um, Largely, I think it's because of my answers about prisons. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm not, I I used to be a big proponent of the idea that prisons should be reforming. Yeah. And now I've come to the conclusion that for some prisoners, yeah, reform is the answer. Yeah. But for others, I'm not saying that it's about punishment. I don't think it's about punishment. It's more about yeah. protecting society yeah. from them because they're dangerous. Yeah. And there's not a lot you can do. Yeah. For certain kinds of criminals, there's just not a lot you can do other than keep them away. From yeah. There's us. always an outlier. I think that, you know, I still answered, you know, for rehabilitation and stuff on this test with kind of the understanding in my mind because you don't really get, there's not a whole lot of nuance. In, in these questions. Right. You know, so with the understanding that there's always going to be something that's outside the norm or someone that's outside the norm or doesn't fit the the model that you set forth, you know, like, right. yes, it would be great to rehabilitate everyone and, and have everybody become productive members of society or what have you. But that simply does not happen. In I enjoy every case. reading Charles Dickens. Right. Yes. But. A lot of villains in real life are Dickensian style villains. They really are. Like yeah. it's over the top. Yeah. But a lot of the uh, victims are not Dickensian victims. You know what I mean? Like there yeah. are they're more culpable. Yeah. In their downfall yes. than uh, you know the innocent man being accused of a yeah. crime. Like you're so. not going to rehabilitate Osama bin Laden. Absolutely not. Like, like it's, it's just not going to happen. No, <laughs> it's, it's a lost cause. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah. Like he's over. You can rehabilitate. Some of his followers. Yeah. But probably not the inner probably circle. Probably not him. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there might be one guy who thought he was showing up for poker night and it was jihad night. And uh, he's too afraid to say anything right now. But. Right. Right. So uh, it's just the way it is. I, I read a news article earlier today that the Israelis have officially confirmed that they've killed uh, four to 7,000 children in the Gaza Strip. Okay. Now, you've probably created some people that are not going to be rehabilitated out of that. Yeah. I'm not saying there's going to be uh, so. 8,000 people that aren't going to be rehabilitated, but probably. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, and even if you just take our our statistics here in America of veterans with PTSD, mm-hmm. you know, there's just some things that we don't have the health care, mental care to take care of the people that we should be who did service to our country. Right. So why would we have it for criminals in prison? You know right. what I mean? Like. If we had a robust health mental care system here that actually focused on that and not focused on writing prescriptions for big pharma, then yes, we might be able to rehabilitate 90% of all inmates, you know, Yeah. but we don't. So that's kind of not going to happen anytime soon, but... Yeah, we're, I mean, it's sad to say, but our country is not capable of taking care of the people who everybody agrees we should be. Yeah. So certainly... Yeah. 
like petty criminals are not going to be getting the mental health care and education services that would be required yes. for them to stop being petty criminals. Yeah. And I think the important thing with this test is you kind of have to look at the ideal situation when you're answering these questions. You know, you can't start bringing in all of the nuances of the American yeah. eco-political social sphere and say, well, okay, they're asking if I want inmates to be rehabilitated. Well, let me think here. And then you go on a 35-minute tangent in your brain trying to, you know, so you just have to kind of break it down to the ideal, you know. Right. Would it be nice if prisons were rehabilitation centers instead of punishment centers? Yes or no. And then how strongly do I agree with that? Right. You know, that's kind of what you have to do with these, most of these questions. I mean, some you feel very strongly about, as as I did, I think. There were a few where I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> like for clicking. sure. But you have to kind of separate out the reality from the theory, I guess, to get yes. a, an accurate answer of where, of where you would be. I'm surprised at the number of people who haven't taken one of these who are voters. Because mm-hmm. they really should. Mm-hmm. And then you should reflect on... Can, Around here, there's a lot of diehard Republicans. There's a lot of diehard Democrats. It's like blue no matter who, blah, 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 you know, all that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, that's not how yeah. it is at all. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah. For sure. Uh, my my motto is always vote the incumbent out. Ah, you know what? Uh, I did that once, I think. I voted against, I just voted against every incumbent. Yep. And then there was a couple elections where runnings where I was like, oh, I want to vote for this person yeah. versus the other person. But yeah. everything else, it's like, who's the incumbent and who's not? I did that yeah. at the school board. Let's just change it. Yeah. I, I, at the school board, I was like, whoever's not on the school board is who I'm voting for. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, six pages worth of stuff here. It's got the elections. It's got some USA elections on here. Uh, we can do the 2020 presidential election. Let's see what that pulls up. So, okay. so there we go. So here we go. We've got uh, Trump in the far upper right. Yes. Uh, authoritarian. And then I think one and a half points below and half a point to the left of Trump is Biden. Mm-hmm. So it really was not a voting for the lesser of two evils. It was voting for... You know, authoritarian right or slightly less authoritarian slightly right. Slightly less authoritarian <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, and then Jorgensen is almost off of the thing on the right in probably, I don't know, four down into libertarian. Yep. And then Hawkins is pretty much, I guess I would say, five uh, to the left, and he is equal four down into the libertarian. Right. And that's a Green Party. Howie Hawkins was a Green yep. Party. Yeah. Uh, I see, and I would argue with that that it's not that libertarian i think that they're more authoritarian than that yeah yeah um i think so i think you know it's tough these are these people didn't actually sit down and take this test i don't believe right so this is just somebody answering on their behalf based on their speeches or their voting record or what state of policy positions yes. so you know it, it's not it might not be truly what these people believe deep down in their core, but this is what their actions have led us to believe or led this company to believe. Right. And the important part is the Biden and Trump. Yeah, the Biden and Trump are and it's, so, they're so they're close. The same. It's indistinguishable, right. I think. And that's, uh, there was a big dialogue at the time if you were poo-pooing the notion that there's no difference. They're like, how dare you say there's no difference? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, mm. yeah. look at their policy positions. They're not that different. Everybody, yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> I would like to see this 2020 election chart with uh, the first four years of Biden chart, because I feel like he's been forced to move further liberal in a lot of his policies, just because that's what the people expect of him. I think that he 
on the surface level, he's done lip service to the left. Yes. But in reality, I don't think that his actual policies have been well, left. He finished the wall, didn't he? Yeah, he is working on the wall now. Yeah, he's working on the wall. Didn't enact any additional legislation to go after employers no. to prevent illegal no. immigrants from getting employed. So, yeah. And that's uh, very interesting. See, I couldn't find that. I guess I didn't start. Okay. Well, and I'm on the, the desktop site and you're on the. I was on the mobile site. site. Well, yeah. let's go down. Uh, I think this will be fun for us is the 2004 presidential election. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to go back in time and look at how gross their chart looked back then. <laughs> uh, so you've got George Bush and John Kerry, and they're both. I mean, George Bush is a lot more authoritarian and a lot more right than John Kerry, but John Kerry is still in that right authoritarian quadrant. Absolutely. So it's when people say the American people have a choice, I, I'm not so sure. Uh, 2008. Oh, yeah, Sarah Palin was in this one. Uh, okay. So Obama and now Joe Biden on this one is still authoritarian, but a lot more central. Yes. And Barack Obama is a little bit more right and a little bit more authoritarian than Joe Biden. And then John McCain is about where Biden is on this current map, mm -hmm. up up and right. And Sarah Palin is even further up towards authoritarian, but a little less right than John McCain. And Bob Barr, who is my choice, is more right than John McCain, but less authoritarian than that, but more authoritarian than Obama. But he was third party, so he wasn't going to win anyway. Is it Libertarian Party? Who was Bob Barr? Yeah, I think he was Libertarian before I got disenfranchised with the Libertarians. Yes. Um, so that was 2008. Uh, they've got the 2012 and 2016, so I might as well. We've been looking at them. So 2012. Oh, yeah, Mitt Romney. I forget all these people. Mitt the shit. Yeah. Mitt the shit. Uh, and, and here now, Barack has drastically gone up into the right further than the previous election. And Mitt Romney is just a, a, a half or quarter... Further right and further up than yeah, they're almost identical. Barack. Almost yeah. identical. So and if you remember correctly, and I do, yeah, it was the election to end all elections. It would be the end of the world if Mitt Romney were to become president because he was so conservative or something yeah. like that. Even though it was like yeah. pretty much exactly the same candidate. Just so that's 2012, and then we'll do 2016, which is the big one. The big one. And here we've got a little bit more difference now, but it's still not really. Like, I don't think it's a big enough difference. So we've got Hillary Clinton midway up the authoritarian axis. And she is, I don't know, eight out of 10 on, on the, the right, right wing. <laughs> and then you've got Donald Trump, who is nine out of 10 on the authoritarian and maybe eight and a half on the left right so he's farther left, left than hillary clinton which yes. he is yeah he was but but here's i think the problem is that all the way back till 2004 which is as far back as the site goes is all of our presidential candidates have been in this upper right quadrant yes. we haven't had a change so if you're talking about you're talking about left right or you're talking about drastically different you're not it's not drastically different at all no so but especially not by comparison if you take like my perspective yeah where i'm left libertarian yeah <laughs> I really don't see a difference from my, I'm so far away politically from uh, any of yeah, these well, candidates. Well, you and I are both, I mean, I'm a little more central than you and a little more libertarian than you, but we're in the exact opposite quadrant looking across the midpoint. Yes. Far across the midpoint to see both sides that are running in our presidential elections. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I, and I don't know, that shouldn't be, I don't think, personally. Right. And, uh, well, 16... Uh, if you go back to the 16 election, yeah. I was working on the Dakota Access Pipeline. And that's the year that Jill Stein came out and was like and spray paying. Yeah, she's, she's down, down the left libertarian, but she's yeah. not that libertarian. She was out there at the dapple 
trying to whip up these protesters who were stealing cattle. And of course, I was living there and working on the pipeline. So I'm experiencing dealing with the negative consequences of these protesters who are yeah. uh, professional protesters, basically. Yeah. And the lady who blew herself up with a bomb, uh, you know, who's a professional protester and all this stuff. Yep. And I viewed the Jill Stein at the time as being left wing, but also more authoritarian than I was comfortable with. Yeah. Given her support of this crazy nonsense and like they like I believe and of course this is hindsight, so I can't remember. But I think she was part of a protest and I like broke into a little yard where they're storing equipment and they were vandalizing equipment okay. and construction vehicles and it's like really? Yeah. It's a it's an infrastructure project that everybody wants. Nobody wants to put the oil on a train and yeah. have a blow up in your town. Yeah. What's are we going to stop burning oil? No. Yeah. So uh, yeah. what's the best solution then? Obviously yeah. a pipeline. Yeah. So maybe that's, I'm just a little bit of an insider in the oil industry. So my perspective yeah. on that is skewed. Well, I think, you know, it's easy to oppose pipelines because they're not t- terribly pretty. Mm-hmm. Right. And if there's not a train on the train tracks, you can almost not see the train tracks across the landscape. Right. You know, I mean, let's just, you know, but in terms of safety and efficiency, the pipeline is better because there's less that's less accident prone. Way less accident you know? prone, especially a modern pipeline with all the sensors. Yeah. And the, like, yeah. you can't lose oil out of it and not know. Yeah. You have flow meters everywhere. Yeah. And but, the, but the other thing I think is, you know, talking about this test, you have to ignore the reality. But talking about pipelines and things, and if you're really going to protest something, like, look at the reality because, as Mike said, you're not, we're not going to stop burning oil anytime soon. No. So you have to get the oil from somewhere to someplace. Yeah, in that case, they needed to get it to Chicago yeah. to get refined. So it's got to go somewhere from where it is. And you need to do that in the safest and least harmful way. And as ugly as pipelines are, that's probably a lot less harmful to the environment than running a train every time you got to put Right, it's a lesser, uh, lesser, of evils, yeah. lesser of the evils. Lesser of the evils. Might be in the same quadrant, though. But Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are about halfway through this cigar. Yes. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I like it. It's good. Yep, it's spicy. Yep. Uh, yep. Not as smooth. No, no, it's not uh, it's enjoyable. I like it. Yep, they got some got some uh, pepper on it. Yep. And I like that. Yeah. It's a good thing. As do I. Mixes well with coffee and uh, Johnny Walker. Yep. That is true. Um, yeah, and then I guess from the 2016, uh, Gary Johnson is libertarian by like one and a half, but way over on the far right for uh, the economics. So Right. Well, so they just ha- elected a libertarian candidate in uh, Argentina. I saw that. But he's a libertarian who's against abortion. Yeah. So how libertarian are you really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's got, uh, they did a, a thing where they had Trump. Boris Johnson and then this new guy and they're like crazy, crazy hairdos coming to like make the world great again or something yeah. like that. So. Yep. <laughs> coming to a town near you, brother. Yep. <laughs> Would you like more? Uh, sure. Ah, uh, sure. He says. Uh, sure. sure. We're, you know, it's, uh, we're doing a couple back to back here and at Mike's. So it's not unusual. I stumble out of here. <laughs> he pours a mean whiskey. Yes. Well, you know, lifestyle choices. One must do what one must do. That's right. That's right. We'll do a sobriety episode eventually, I'm sure. (laughs) Maybe. I remember they did a Mythbusters where they were testing the effects of alcohol. And if there was a certain limit, I I think, where it would truly, like, help you. Mm Mm-hmm. And where, what the limit was that would hinder you and things. And I think they did a bunch of different kind of scenarios. So, I don't know. I feel in some instances it could potentially help you. I mean, it's a social lubricant for sure. Yeah. I know that 
in bowling. A lot of guys <laughs> uh, think that a couple of drinks will loosen your muscles up and you're yeah. a lot smoother. Yeah. I, I used to think that and now I don't, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, if, if you're the kind of person that gets into your head a lot and likes to overanalyze a lot of things, then probably a couple of drinks is good because, I don't know, there's a Marcus Aurelius quote where it's like, stop arguing about what makes a good man and be one. Yep. You know, so like stop pontificating and just do. Like the action is better yep. than the pondering. So in that kind of sense, you know, for bowling or pool or something where golf, if you're like, golf. yeah, if you're overanalyzing things too much, then and if, if alcohol re- relaxes you or you can drink just the right amount to relax you, then you're probably fine. If you're an angry alcoholic, then don't do that. Yeah. Oh, Before yeah, you do obviously. an angry sport like golf. Golf is the angriest sport I know. Exactly. I know a lot of dart throwers that swear to God that they have to have a couple beers and yeah. then they, they, get, they become like a robot. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly. They're like, I think I'm like, like a robot. I think it's like muscle memory and there's so many variations of a throw. You can overthink your corrections oh. and, your, and your stuff, you know, and it's like... So, yeah, sure. I mean, but then the same could be said for, like, weed and video gamers and stuff. You know, like, yep. they need to have something to kind of calm out the exterior thoughts and stimuli. Yeah. So they can just kind of, like, focus on one thing. Esports is what they call it now. Okay. They can't call it video games anymore. It's offensive. Oh, my. <laughs> First time I heard esports, I was like, yeah, hey, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they put esports in the Olympics, maybe then I'll get on board. Oh, my. Oh my! I'm not even bowling. I could take you at wee bowling, man. Oh, I suck it's at an wee e-sport. bowling. It's an e-sport. I am terrible at wee bowling. Terrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. I always try to put my wrist onto it. Yeah, like it's gonna make it flip hard if I yeah. if I actually like flip it. And yeah, it's, that got, is, it's got 350 motion sensors in it. Mike. Yeah, so exactly. Puts the right level yeah, of spin yeah, I'm on like, the ball. I'm like, I'm like, I'm you doing yeah. it and I'm like trying to like change my hand position to make the ball move and it's like yeah. doing nothing I'm like, yeah this isn't how bowling works <laughs> that's where mike would need a drink or some weed and yeah then he would not have to worry about that and exactly. he'd become a robot to do his bowling on weed so perfect yes so yeah so the uh i guess we can go through this test a little bit and just kind of you know prepare you mentally prepare you well they should have already taken the test results by now they the- should have they should have but you know it's six pages and so the first page is just um uh, propositions so you know support for country i'm not going to read these exactly as is because i don't want to like warp spoilers or, yeah. or warp your or your thing um you know kind of chooses like has some basic race questions uh birthplace questions i think that puts you a lot to the right left uh because yeah uh like nationalism is definitely associated with the right wing, yeah, uh, yeah, typically, and uh, the race questions are, of course, the right and left wing. Yeah. Uh, the next one is all economy, and they're talking about attitudes and not necessarily the uh, FTSE index, right? Whatever that is, but um, you know, so it's got some like class questions and inflation questions and things like that. I have to click on these. I'm gonna I'm doing strongly disagree for everyone. So let's see what we get. What kind of sociopath oh, sure. will we come up with? Because I have to click on these to get to the next page. But I just kind of want to go through the six pages and tell you kind of what the themes were of each one. So if you're somebody who didn't think too much about, or who doesn't generally think too much about this kind of stuff, you can maybe prep your yourself a bit. So when you're actually taking the test. You have a little bit of awareness of what it's what it's going off of, and then page three is personal social values. Yes. So, uh, you know, abortion, other other things of that nature, questioning authority, some biblical quotes, whether or not you agree or disagree. One of the best questions was, uh, "Do you believe that 
uh, squaring up with authority is a major sign of uh, maturity or whatever. And yeah. it's like, that's kind of revealing, I guess, your answer for that. Yeah. there And there's a, some marijuana questions here. Noble, savage questions. I don't know. There's got to be, what, 10 or 12 questions per page, mm-hmm. probably. Right in there. Uh, the next one, and then it's just wider society. So it was like the personal views, and now we're just going wider society here. Terrorism, counterterrorism, uh, electronic age questions. And then here's a lot of Mike's death penalty in prisons and uh, was Hitler's art should that have been allowed or not allowed in art school yep uh, things like that Mike's rehabilitation questions uh, it also has something like the 1950s like mothers should they be homemakers first all right and then page five is uh, religion so it encompasses astrology uh, and other religions as well they ask about uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken luck. Yep, yep. Some people are naturally unlucky. And then there was one about, uh, can you be moral without being religious? Yes. Uh, and then the last one is sex. And that's, you know, uh, pornography, same-sex couples, things like that. So let's see where we stand. I said disagree to everything. Let's see where we landed. Well, that's actually libertarian <laughs> kind of center. Dead yeah. on center. Because, you know, they you're not supposed to answer disagree to everything. Because if, by answering disagree to one, you're overwriting a previous one. Mm-hmm. So I could have gone and, and tried to answer, like, as Osama. Oh, my goodness. You know? But, yeah, so, I mean, you know, without going too much into all the specifics of the questions, those that's kind of the broad overview of the types of questions to expect. Right. I, I like it, and I want to do it because it gives perspective. This time of year, everybody gets into arguments, seemingly. That's yeah. the theme. I don't really – I've never been at a party where people got into arguments over politics either. Mm. Yeah, I haven't really been at a party with friends, but certainly some family gatherings where – uh, politics has come up, and then Fights scraps have happened. Yeah, like verbal scraps, not yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not physical, not pounding, at, you know, beating on your mother-in-law's face or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's really not acceptable in my family gatherings to talk yeah, about yeah. politics. Uh, it's probably it's, wise. Yeah, it's probably wise. Probably wise. It's not necessary uh, to talk about. No, and there's so much that is out of our control as everyday citizens that. At the end of the day. Well, right. And this harkens back to the whole, uh, we have a choice in voting thing. Like, yeah. How much of a choice? Yeah. If they're both, both right authoritarian candidates. They're within a couple points of each other in the same quadrant. Mm-hmm. So how much of a choice is there really? Right. And it's not like in 16, we had Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Which would have been potentially a real choice. You know, in hindsight, maybe Bernie wasn't as left wing or as uh, libertarian as we yeah. thought. For you all, know, I don't. I didn't see him on there, but for all we know, he was still in the upper right quadrant. It, he possibly. You know? I don't think so. But I mean, who knows? Yeah, I'm just saying. Like with as far upper right quadrant, all of our candidates have been since 2004, so 20 years. He might still have been in there, but just like closer to the center, right? And he would seem left wing radical, right? But well, he's still right. <laughs> that's, you, you look at the news cycle, and they—I remember—they called Obama a socialist. Yeah, like, he's farther right than than Trump than was, Trump at was the, at the time. Yeah, and maybe Trump's, and I don't know why the the political like Trump and Obama moved different years on the charts because of their policies. Because of their policies, the policies, yeah. yeah. So there's a difference between running as a candidate and then uh, running as a incumbent. Incumbent, yeah. And I, I know one of the biggest scams, and in hindsight, it should have been a big. Uh, Red flag for everybody, and it was for the right wingers. Yeah, Obama won the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, for being elected president and not being George Bush. 
Yeah. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, in the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of things. Yes. The guy who dropped more bombs than any other human being on the planet. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. But he was sorry about it. Mm-hmm. So that's what got him. Well, he, he talked very nice about it and he sounded very intelligent while yeah. uh, discussing the issue. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't sound like a moron. He didn't sound like W. <laughs> <laughs> Which a lot of that is like prejudice internally in our country too, where it's yeah. accent, accent based. Yeah. It's not really content based or anything like that. Yeah. A lot of the stuff, I mean... I, I don't know. Uh, all of our presidents, even if they're from the South, have sounded northernish with their accents. A lot of times, yeah. You know, you don't really have... I mean, maybe Bill Clinton was a little... But he was still, compared to other people from the South, a very northern spoken, I guess. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Much more... Um, uh, what, what, I don't know what you would accent, call like it. news, the news speak yeah, accent that yeah. nobody actually has. Yeah, it's kind of like a kind of like a quasi midwestern. Yeah, you yeah. know they don't do the the long a's like we do here in the Midwest, but they also don't do the the weird r's like the East Coast does, or you know, right. the, whatever the fuck is going on in the South. Yeah, it's like news accent. Yeah, yeah, like neutral. Like American English neutral, kind of. Yeah, it's like a made up. Nobody yeah, yeah, actually yeah, yeah. sounds. Nobody like that. sounds like that, except on the news and sometimes in movies and things, depending. But oh, sure, I've heard it called the California accent. Yeah, I don't know if that's actually true. Uh, Tough to say. Yeah, it's interesting. I know people from California seem to think California is great, and it is yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, certain parts, certain parts. <laughs> yeah, just like Minnesota is great in certain parts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or many places. Great yeah, in many. Certain there's parts. many things that are great about many different areas. Yeah. It all um, depends on what you're looking for, too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be anywhere other than that upper right quadrant, you're probably living in California. Yeah. Or the West Coast. <laughs> you know. But yeah, it kind of depends, you know, it depends on what you're looking for, what you value most in things and even looking at different states or even cities within the same state, you know. Oh, for sure. Like the differences can be night and day. And some people can love it and some people can hate it, but it just depends on what you value because somebody could be living there and, and value something different and hate it, even though you love it. But they're not putting the same criteria on it as you are to judge the place. So. Oh, for sure. And well, we live in a very, uh, well, we live in Minnesota and Minnesota is has its own ecosystem. We've talked about it. Each state's kind of like its own little country yeah. in a continental empire. But we have the highest percentage of voters. Yeah. And we have... One of, if not the highest, uh, responsiveness in government index rating. Yeah. So our government's very responsive to people's public demands. And even when you talk to conservatives, you ask them, well, do you want to not plow the roads? And they're like, no, no, we want to plow the roads. It's yeah. like, well, then yeah, we agree on most everything that the government's doing, largely. Yeah. We can criticize individual actions, obviously, but yeah. people generally agree that government services here are good. I don't hear yep. a lot of people saying they want to end the state uh, park system, nope. <laughs> which is extensive in the state. And, uh, you know, yeah. people like to complain about the uh, game and fish laws, but nobody really wants the game and fish to like loosen regulations at the same time. Yeah. You know, so it's very I mean, they kind of they, I mean, you know, some people kind of do. But when you start talking to them, they don't. Right. You know, there's it's one of those things that a necessity that kind of has to happen. Right. You know, you can't have. I mean, and, and for, I don't know, growing up deer hunting in Wisconsin, you could only ever shoot a buck. And here in Minnesota, it's kind of like, I mean, depending on the county, but, you know, where Sarah went, my Sarah went hunting, it was, yep, you can get shoot up to two deer and whatever. Nobody cares what they are. Just shoot them. 
or whatever, you know. Uh, so it just you know, it depends on the county and, and the tallies and, and things. That yeah, your zones does, in the, the the DNR here really manages everything. Yeah, but it, you know, but but that's the thing is like you want to to manage it, and a lot of these you know what you would consider or what people normal people or people in big cities would consider these far right hillbillies who like to go hunting. You know, they want to go and and you know shoot all these deer and stuff. Well, that's not nice. And and the response from the these far right hillbillies, I'm just using air quotes. These far right hillbillies usually will say, "Well, hunting is more about managing the population than it is about actually, you know, just killing things to kill things." Right. And there's a bit of both. Like it's not one or the there's other. There's a spectrum. But and that's why the DNR steps in to hopefully curtail the actual far right hillbilly that is just killing whatever. Right. And keep making sure the management is there so that you still have deer, but you don't have. And there's been things where people have accused. Uh, at least where we used to hunt, they would accuse the auto insurance companies of influencing the DNR and saying you can take more deer out of an area because we would go out and hunt and not see a deer for the entire like 18-day season then be like, well, or I think it was like an eight-day season. And uh, well, that's those automotive insurance companies. They don't want, they don't want to pay out the, the deer crash claim. So they told the DNR to kill them all in this county or whatever. And I'm like, well, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there is. Minnesota, there I don't know. It's a lot of CWD. They're trying to control CWD. They do yeah, kill-offs yeah. and stuff. And I know a lot of people complain about the regulations that they put on deer farms and stuff. But yeah. There was a deer farmer, a couple deer farmers that were caught illegally importing deer that weren't tested for chronic wasting and they spread it around. And it's like, yeah. well... You have to have regulations to protect yep. people. I don't know what else to say. Yep. I would. You're more libertarian than I am, and I think yep. a lot of libertarian policies are a little more fantasy than reality. Yeah, I would agree because I think that ideally there should be a, a, the society, economy, and everything should be set up to where it is in the employers and corporations' best interests to make the right decisions all the time. But how it's currently set up is their decisions that increase their bottom line is what's best for the companies. And then they get rewarded by the government for doing that. And that shouldn't be the case. Like the whole mindset is wrong for a libertarian in our country. Right. You know, where it's like, I don't, Hey, business owner, I don't want to have you have any regulations. Like, I don't want you to have those, but you're the scum of the earth. So you have to have them. Like you understand this, right? Like you're overworking, underpaying people. You're harming the environment. You're cutting every corner you can just to maximize your profits to the board. Like you understand that it's, you're the, you, you're the problem. You're the reason we can't have nice things. Right. You know, I watched a Prager U video and it was a guy who owned a cookie company and he was complaining about government regulation. Yeah. And one of his, one of his complaints was that the FDA cost him whatever it cost yeah. because he mislabeled the package that he was selling cookies in and he didn't list coconut as mm. a uh, allergen, allergen? Yeah. but it was a coconut flavored cookies. Like, how ridiculous is that? And well, just take a second and think. You can make coconut flavored cookies without using coconut yeah. in the modern food environment. Yeah. So yeah, you have to label coconut as an allergen in your coconut cookies yeah. because you can make coconut flavoring without actually any fucking coconuts. Yep. So yeah, like you have to label it. I just yeah, I don't. You know, you, that, one person dies, and, and now and you, you're and, done. You would, and you would think you would think as a business owner making food products, why wouldn't you just label it? Even if it wasn't a requirement to label it, if there's one person on the planet that's allergic to coconuts, just put it on the label. It doesn't cost that much extra to put coconut yep. on the ingredient list. Then it's up to them. It's there. It's up to them. Like, why would you open yourself up to any kind of potential lawsuit? Because you didn't want to print one extra word on your label. The same guy was complaining about the regulations on doors and things like that. And it's like, yeah. well, you're making cookies. There's allergens in cookies. You have to have... yeah. All the proper yeah. ways to set it up. Yeah. And then if there's some rules that are not right, that's why you have lawyers. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. I don't understand. Well, and I think like ideally, you know, it would be a consumer driven economy 
where the consumers would take responsibility for their actions, which we know people won't do. I mean, this is the general population, I believe, will not take responsibility. No. But even if we did, the modern society, the modern economy is, if you vote with your dollar to not spend at these companies, then these big companies buy up other companies, so you're spending your dollar with them anyway. And then if you don't spend enough money with them, then the government bails them out and they're still around. Meanwhile, your shops you were you were um, patronizing uh, go out of business because these other bigger companies have deals with the government so you can't even like it's it's inhospitable to a libertarian mindset our economy and society right now oh for sure it's like, they, like there's no way you know what it's too big to fail no let it fail let it fall and crumble it's like the bud light effect yeah bud light had a marketing campaign people didn't like for yep. whatever reason doesn't matter then it's still and then money. The, the thing is is that bud light's owned by anheuser bush anheuser bush is owned by inbev and they own all of the beer brands that are the top selling brands. Yeah. So if you switch and from Bud Light, yeah, and a lot of micro brews yeah. also. So yeah. Oh no, Modelo's number one. Well, Modelo's owned by InBev. So what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, they win either way. Yeah, and then oh, I'm drinking Bush Light now. And Bush Light's made by Anheuser Busch. Yeah. Which is the same. It's the same company. It's it's, it's not even the parent company. It's the same sub yeah, company. Yeah. They're in the same building. Yeah. They, <laughs> It might even be the same exact beer with a different printing on the can. Yeah. For all I know. Yeah. I mean, I don't – Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't put surprise it me either. So, I'm sure there's like one or two recipe changes between the two. Sure. Possibly. Poss- sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. So unless you're going to go to like a small company – even Lion Kugels is owned by a larger yep. company. Yeah. So that's the one thing I like about New Glarus is they are not owned by anybody else, and they kicked the Bud Bud Anheuser Busch people out. Nice, because they came wanted to buy them up. But nice. yeah, they bought up a lot of lot of uh, microbreweries, and a lot of microbreweries here in Minnesota have gotten so big to the point where they're not legally allowed to sell growlers anymore. Yep. So they sell in house pints, and then you can go buy their canned and bottled beers elsewhere and they might be owned i don't know i never i've never done a uh, research on which of our minnesota breweries are owned by yeah. InBev. how much of your life do you want to spend on that stuff you know no i don't and that's that's one of the things yes so yes i am uh burning my fingers yes you are it's a very good cigar it's very good it's getting down it's getting dark dark yeah. and spicy yeah. i was kind of surprised and spicy. uh because uh it's a mid color wrapper it's not yep. real dark yep but those cameroon wrappers can be a real surpriser i think yeah um so i would recommend this uh olova is a good brand everybody knows that yep so uh yeah. and pretty much any cigar that puts their name in big letters on the wrapper is good we've had somewhere it was like the undershade and then you had to look up online oh buy so and so and it's like okay Got it. Sure. But what about Gurkha? Because Gurkha's real. Yeah, Gurkha's up and down. They're up and down. You have to be but, real but we just, careful. You know, you understand about Gurkha that they're up and down. But yeah. When we say like, you know, Rocky Patel, usually it's going to be good. You yeah. Know, if yeah, Oliva, yeah. it's going to be usually good. Yep. You know, at least consistent enough to warrant another smoke. You might not want a box of them in your house, your humidor, but you're not going to be disappointed hugely by smoking an Oliva or Rocky Patel or, you know, yeah, a yeah, CAO. Yeah. Unless CAO, you're, you're doing some good. of the weird flavors, but, yeah, you know. By and large, safe bets. Safe bets. Safe bets. So I think that's it for the episode. That's it. Thanks for listening. Be safe, have fun. (laughs) 